Okay, so we are on the third klesha. These are the obstacles um, to true perception, and they cause suffering. And we had uh, the first one, avidya, the main veil, that is when you very first forget your divine nature, and you start investing more of yourself in the material world that is always changing. Within that, then falls asmita, which is egoism, where you really start to invest more in your ego, and when your ego crashes, so do you, rather than remembering to go back to that inner source that is unchanging. Then last week was raga, attachment. So we have attachments in the material world that we think make us happy. But no, that is fleeting, right? Happiness resides within, so to release attachments leaves us free to just enjoy what comes. This week is the other side of raga, which is dvesha. D-V-E-S-H-A, dvesha is aversions. So these are your dislikes. I'm gonna read just a paragraph here from The Heart of Yoga by Desika Char. Okay, so this is from the Yoga Sutras. This is chapter two, verse seven, it says, unreasonable dislikes, are usually the result of painful experiences in the past connected with particular objects and situations. So he says, these dislikes continue to persist even after the circumstances that cause the unpleasant experiences have changed or disappeared. This is the past living in, living in the present, projecting into the future, and, you, and it's making you say, uh, that's not for me. When I was first thinking about this, I made a little list of aversions. The first one that came to mind is one I think we often have, which is crowds, right? Like, ugh. And so I'm, I'm just the same as you. I often have aversion to crowds, but I mean, I lived in New York City, so there's not that much of an aversion. But my mom came to visit, and she wanted to go to the Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> and I'm like, really? She doesn't mind crowds. She walks towards them. So I was like, um, <laughs> okay. So we went, right? And now I have this wonderful memory of seeing those floats going down and my mom and I having this whole adventure of just figuring out how to get there, right? Lots of great memories about around this experience. Had I given in to that aversion, I wouldn't have that experience, right? Um, my son once stepped near a snake on the green belt near one, just saw one. Now he refuses to go. <laughs> that past experience is living in the present, projecting to the future. So now it's like, nope, I don't like the green belt. No, the green belt's fine, it was the snake. That, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, one that we have to watch out to is types of people that we don't like. Types of people. When I think about this, I think of like more in my youth um, and musical theater people annoyed me. <laughs> They're just walking through the halls, singing and doing their thing, and kind of over-dramatic, and I'm just kind of going, uh. Well, my daughter is in musical theater. <laughs> I am over that aversion. I am all, I am a theater mom now. I love it, right? So, but it kind of, I can see, looking back, it might have kept me from enjoying some certain people. But also, they weren't suffering. I was. They're just being all themselves in all their glory. That was my issue, right? Your aversions are your own little suffering world. Um, the last one that I thought of uh, is tastes 
food, things like this. I'm not talking about allergies. I'm talking about the feeling of a pear in your mouth. How do you people eat these things? <laughs> Pears and watermelon, I don't get it. And yet, anytime I'm around them, I force myself to eat them. Because one day, it might be great. And sure enough, I did have one great pear. I had one great pear. And I remember that pear very fondly. Um, so I'm trying not to let these aversions affect the present moment. Pushing into your fingers, rise high with your heart. Lift your chest, lift it into the present moment. Then lean back a little bit, shoulders over hips so that you are not into the future where those worries are or your mistaken identities lie. This is just here and now breathing. Slow down the exhale by putting a little constriction in the back of your throat. Release your hands to your thighs, close your eyes, or lower your gaze. Allow your breath to soften your body. Just as our minds and our hearts become hardened against certain things, certain people, certain situations, our body can reflect that in <coughs> armor. So as you breathe here, release your armor. With your attention in the heart center, smile a little bit as you breathe, accessing Ananda. There is a deep inner joy there. resides right alongside all suffering. So as you breathe, let it expand. Look for the joy in even those things that you think you dislike. And this is how you will be free. Inhale, open to what is. Every exhale, relinquish your control. Bring the palms together at your heart. Press your thumbs against your sternum. Give yourself a little biofeedback the place within your body or the heart or that sense of love that can be reached out for things that you love and dislike alike. And you can turn it inwards towards yourself as well. Inner compassion for the things that, that you don't like about you. Let them go.
chant the sound of Om three times to begin our practice. Take a deep breath in. Exhale all the way. Breathe into Om. 